What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a supplementary episode of Inking Out Loud. I'm your host, Rob Santos. I'm joined again by my co-host, Drew McCaffrey. Drew, what's up, dude? How's it going, man? What we're going to be discussing today is we're going to be discussing what we recommend to be a okay reading order for Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. We're going to be discussing how we found Brandon Sanderson, the order that we read his books in, um, and I just want to pass off to Drew here to give us... Uh, a starting point here, Drew. What should we talk about today? Yeah, so it's a, a pretty, as you said, a pretty common question that we'll see pop up in forums and you know, on Reddit and Facebook and things like that. When people say, how should I start with the Cosmere? How yes. should I read these books? And, you know, it's a valid question because we have so many different books at this point. And so many different worlds and series and standalones and short stories and novellas and all this stuff. And it it can definitely be overwhelming for a, a new reader. And because of that, I'm I'm I feel fortunate uh that I came across Sanderson when and how I did. Uh and, and I I started with the first Mistborn book clear back in like I think it was maybe August two thousand seven. Um, it, I, I had picked it up, you know, I was at Barnes and Noble looking for something new and it was on a, um, you know, uh, an advertisement rack and I read the back cover and I was like, oh, this sounds pretty sweet. Picked it up, read it, loved it. And then about two weeks later, uh, Robert Jordan died. And, uh, a little after that, I think it was early December, they announced that Brandon Sanderson would be finishing the wheel of time. Yep, and so I immediately, I was like, oh, heck yeah, you know, I loved that book that I read by him. And I went out and I found Elantris. And at the time, those were the only two, uh, you know, Cosmere books Brandon had published. So I I read those kind of out of publishing order, because I read Mistborn, The Final Empire first, and then mm. Elantris second. But you just but swapped from... your first two. I mean, it's such a small little bit to change there. Right. And then uh, everything else I, I read in publishing order. So, uh, uh, what about you though? What, what kind of experience did you have coming across Brandon and the Cosmere? Damn same. Damn similar, I should say. Um, I had no idea that Brandon Sanderson existed, I should say. This is where I do slightly differ from you. I didn't know who he was until he was announced in Finishing the Wheel of Time. I remember the day I found out that Robert Jordan died. I was browsing Wikipedia... And I just, I, I guess, like, the day before it must have been, I found out that you can just look up notable events on Wikipedia that happened on any given day, and I was looking at today's date, yesterday's date, and I was looking on Wikipedia on September 17th, 16th, 2007, and I saw that it said, Robert Jordan, the author of The Wheel of Time, passed away, and I went, what? That's t what? Like, that's how I found out that Robert Jordan had passed away, but a couple months later, in December, I had read, it was, or it was released, that... Brandon Sanderson was being chosen to finish the Wheel of Time, and I was a bit ambivalent. I didn't know how I was how I felt about somebody else taking over the Wheel of Time and finishing it for him. I had never heard of this guy. Um, I bought his first Mistborn. No, actually, that's a lie. Pardon me. My friend Jonathan gave me Mistborn because he was also a Wheel of Time fan, and I read Mistborn first, oh, and okay. it was very. Yeah, I don't want to say very difficult for me to get my head around, but the magic system with all the different metals and the 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 rules it was it was a little over my head to begin with i remember i remember having some reservations about it but by the end of the book i was in love with it particularly with that Sav like sanderson avalanche that you get at the end there 
I gobbled up the rest of Mistborn. I went straight into Elantris after that, just like you did. So I guess our first two books were the same. We did Mistborn first and then Elantris, right? Yeah. And by then, my friend Jonathan had said, hey, I got the other two Mistborn books. This was like in 2008, like the next year by then. I got the other two Mistborn books. You have to check these out. So I read those other two Mistborn books. And from there, it was, it's all history. I mean, I had nothing else in my life for but Brandon Sanderson as far as reading for like the next two or three years. I've read those books again and again and again. I kind of put the Wheel of Time on the side a little bit. Hmm. Um, but for the most part, with the exception of Elantris and Mistborn the Final Empire, I absolutely did read everything in publishing order the same exact way that you did. And I mean, you can't go wrong doing that because Brandon knows what he wants to publish. He had, he was writing, he was revealing certain things about the Cosmere as he went along. And I really don't think there's any problem going with publishing order forward. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think publishing order is a pretty solid, um, a pretty solid way to go. Like you can't go wrong, so to speak. Um, but I want to ask you, it, do you recommend publishing order? Like, is that what you would say, you know, your your go-to is? I absolutely would for two reasons. Number one, <clears throat> as I just said, Sanderson was revealing certain things at a certain pace behind the scenes with the Cosmere. But more importantly, you can also see his skill develop as a writer. Because if, for example, you get used to his post-Way of Kings sort of style and his pacing and his prose... Um, and then you try to jump back into something like his first few books, you may feel a little bored at times, particularly with Elantris and the pacing in that book. Um, if you want to preserve the magic of Sanderson books, I would say start at Elantris and work your way forward because as we've been hammering again and again, he only gets better as a writer and that would guarantee you no dips, if you will. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a... a really good point that you made there. Um, I will say that I personally recommend a slightly different order. Okay. Um, and mostly this is built around, uh, when possible keeping series together, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to where, you know, it, it, it's better when possible to keep your momentum going with the same group of characters, the same plot line, uh, that idea, but I also have my order uh, built around picking up as many of the Cosmere crossovers and Easter eggs and little tidbits for this meta plot that he's building as possible. And so uh, those are like the two main uh, considerations, I should say, that I had when building my recommended reading order. And then the other one is... I have my order starting off with Mistborn Era 1 instead of Elantris. And I think that's because, yeah, I, I think that's because it's a little more accessible. Uh, the Final Empire is faster paced. It has more action. There's more the fantasy magic uh, element to it than in Elantris. Elantris is a much more, uh, like character driven work uh, as you know if we go back to our first couple of inking out loud episodes where we talked about that and and in in terms of the like external plot it is slower paced but internally because so much of it is driven by the characters and the character development there it's actually quite fast when you consider it from that angle but if it's somebody that you're bringing in who's never read brandon sanderson before you know they're 
maybe they read the wheel of time or they read uh, a song of ice and fire or you know, whatever and they want something new to dig into a new big fantasy series they're probably not going to be looking for a character-driven political fantasy like Elantris. They're probably going to be looking for something that's going to have the action and, yeah. you know, the the world-building and the magic and all of that. And so I think Mistborn Era 1, starting with The Final Empire, Well of Ascension, and Hero of Ages as your first three books, is really tough to go wrong with uh, from from that perspective. And then after that, I recommend reading The Eleventh Medal and the Scadrial essay from Arcanum Unbounded. Uh, it's You could read The Eleventh Medal after the first Mistborn book, but I think it's best after Hero of Ages. Um, and then, of course, a Scadrial essay, right? You know, you'll, you'll bring more of the information about the system and the world in there. And then I recommend Elantris. And then, of course, Hope of Elantris after that. And then The Emperor's Soul. And then Warbreaker. So we're sticking pretty close to our, our publishing order through the first part here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, except for, you know, some of these short stories. But then after Warbreaker, I recommend reading White Sand. And uh, I recommend reading both the prose version, which you can find on uh, Brandon Sanderson's website if you go and sign up for his uh, monthly, well, I guess it's not monthly, um, his newsletter. Uh, when you sign up for that, you'll get a confirmation email, and that email will have a link in there to download a document of the rough draft of the original, well, the White Sand Prime Uh Actually, no, it's not even White Sand Prime, because he, he wrote White Sand Prime, and then he rewrote it and combined it with the, the sequel. But that's a whole different conversation. Anyway, <laughs> you can get the rough draft version of White Sand. I have it. As a book. Uh, and I do think that's worth reading. Even though it's not canon, uh, there, are, there are some things that are kind of pseudo-canon in it that are really important for like character context, especially around Chris and Bayon. Uh, who are world hoppers and who do show up in other books. And then I think you should also read all three volumes of the White Sand graphic novel uh, because those are canon and there are some things that take place in there that do not take place in the prose version. Really? Yeah. Uh, and ah. then after White Sand, I like to recommend Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's such a good short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, now is when you can get into the Stormlight Archive. Read The Way of Kings. Read Words of Radiance. Read Edge Dancer. Damn. But after Edge Dancer, I recommend Sixth of the Dusk, which is another Cosmere short story. It's sort of a standalone thing for right now. And then after Sixth of the Dusk, go back to Oathbringer. Finish up Oathbringer. Finish up the currently you know released Stormlight Archive books. <laughs> after that... Then we go back to Arcanum Unbounded. We read the Therenity, Dromenad, and Roshar essays. Uh, the reason I don't recommend reading these immediately after, like, Shadows for the Science and the Force of Hell or Six of the Dusk is because they have um, Cosmere-wide implications in ways that the Scadrial and Cell and Taldane essays don't necessarily. Um, and, and if 
you read hmm. them after reading Oathbringer and after, you know, reading Six of the Dusk and Chess for Silence, when you have all of these things that are tying together, you can kind of glean a little more from those essays. Uh, answer a question for me real quick. Uh, Dramanad system, that's the Sixth of the Dusk? Star Correct. System? Okay, just, yeah. just, just wanted to make sure. Go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after you read those essays, then head back to Scadriel, read Mistborn Arrow 2, uh, that's Alloy of Law, Shadows After of Stormlight, eh? Yes. Damn. Uh, and yeah. Alomancer Jack in the Pits of Eltania, which is also in Arcanum Unbounded. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then after reading Bands of Mourning, check out Mistborn's Secret History. And then from there, you only have one more currently published Cosmere work, and that is The Traveler, which is a short story about <laughs> Hoyd. It's very, very short. Um, I don't even know if you could call it a story. It's really a, a like a flash fiction scene, um, but it has all sorts of Cosmere implications and, and revelations packed into however, you know, five or six hundred words are in there. Yeah, I could see that working. Um, <clears throat> sorry, was that, the, was that the end of your list? That is the end of my list. <laughs> okay. I can see that working. Um, there's only one thing I would slightly change, and I would be very, very near the end. That would be after you mentioned Mistborn's Secret History. Uh, before you jump onto The Traveler, I think you would need to go and buy a new pair of pants first. <laughs> because after... Uh, sorry, not Mistborn's Secret History. I meant to say Bands of Mourning. After you read the Bands of Mourning, then you need to go buy a new pair of pants. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, so this is something I actually totally forgot to mention in the intro. Maybe we'll add it again later, maybe not. Um, are we doing spoilers? So we will be doing spoilers in the next section here because I want okay. to make a a spoiler-filled case for those of our listeners who probably have already read these books yeah, yeah. and are considering a reread and maybe want to reread in a specific oh, Okay, order. cool. Okay, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Sweet. So I'm going to be making a case for why I have my order the way I please do. Please do, please do, because I have some questions involved in there will be some spoilers so good okay so start us off dude okay so as i said mistborn era one is a great starting point because it's accessible it's fun it's fast-paced it gives you a grasp of brandon's writing style how he builds his worlds how he builds his magic and uh it gives us a good introduction to the cosmere and the shards because by the end of it of course we meet two of the shards and we have the epigraphs from, excuse me, uh, Sazed in Hero of Ages where he mentions Adonalsium. And then uh, we read 11th Metal ideally after Hero of Ages because it has hints in there about hemallergy and ruin. Mm. And if you read it after the Final Empire, you, you won't pick up on those. So you get a, a richer reading experience reading the 11th medal after Hero of Ages. Now, uh, of course, these early books, I, I will make a point to say, like basically from Mistborn Era 1 through Shadows for Silence and the Force of Hell, you could read them in any order. Uh, it's not super important that you read them in the order I have listed here, but I do have them listed just kind of for ease of access. But ideally, all of these will be read before the Stormlight Archive. That's an mm. important point. And now Elantris, I have second up uh, after all the Mistborn books. Uh, and 
I think this gives you a good look at another side of Brandon's writing. You get a little more of the political and character-driven uh, stories. Hope of Elantris, of course, you read after Elantris because it would spoil the climax of Elantris. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes place during that scene, uh, just in a different location in the city. And then The Emperor's Soul, we read after Hope of Elantris because it takes place somewhere around a hundred years later on the same world, but there is an Easter egg in there that you would miss if you haven't read Elantris uh, with the um, the Dorethy priest. And then the Cell essay, uh, reading it after Emperor's Soul, you know, that it, that'll answer any lingering questions and it'll give you more uh, of a fleshed out idea of what's going on in the Cosmere. Uh, Warbreaker next, and I feel pretty strongly about reading Warbreaker after Elantris, even though they're similar stories in theme, and it, they're very character-driven, they're very political, they explore lots of ideas about religion and religious belief and changing beliefs. But I think Warbreaker is a much tighter book. It's better written, it's better paced. So if you read Elantris first, and then read Warbreaker, it feels like, as you said, in that publishing order kind of idea, you get to see Brandon grow as a writer. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you read Warbreaker first and then read Elantris, it's going to feel like a, a recursive shift. It's going to feel like, I already read this book, but the one I read was better. You know, and so it's, and that's not to say that Elantris and Warbreaker are the same book, because they're not, but there are a lot of similar themes and and narrative arcs in the two of them. And reading Warbreaker after, I think, is just a better reading experience. Unfortunately, uh, on the topic of essays, we do not currently have a Nalthus essay. Uh, There's a lot on Nalthus we don't currently have yet that we should. <coughs> Nightblood. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't what? know about Who? I don't know about that we should have <laughs> that. Know. He always planned that This is just the point the road, that I like but... to bitch about. Don't, don't mind me. Um, I understand but... his reasons for not having it yet, and they are good reasons, I will say. But hopefully sometime in the next year or so, uh, we should be getting the Warbreaker um, uh, uh, Leatherbound. In fact, actually, I think that's this winter here. Um, no kidding. I, I Brandon has spoken occasionally about possibly doing a Nalthus essay for that. Um, he's also, on other occasions, said he might keep that until Arcanum Unbounded 2. So we'll see, uh, you know, the next collection of Cosmic Short Fiction that he does. But, uh, yeah, and then we go to White Sand, we go to Taldane, and this is really important to read before Stormlight Archive and before Mistborn Era 2, because while White Sand doesn't really cross over too much into Mistborn Era 1, Elantris, or Warbreaker, it has one tiny crossover into Mistborn Era 1. Tiniest little one. Very, very uh, but Chris is a major, major character in the Cosmere. She's, in case you're unaware, uh, she is the woman who writes the uh, Ars Arcanum at the end of every book. She is a huge scholar. She, you know, she's out there to find knowledge about the Cosmere. And she does show up in later books. So reading about her and learning about her is important. Bayon as well, I, I mentioned him, uh, he is a world hopper. He has showed up uh, later on in The Way of Kings. And so uh, you, you get a good idea of these 
these world hoppers by reading White Sand. Uh, there are some aspects of the White Sand magic, Sand Mastery, that show up in the Stormlight Archive. And Autonomy is the shard in uh, uh, on Taldane in White Sand. And she is, by all accounts, a major player later on in the Cosmere here. So getting this out of the way is very important before uh, Stormlight Archive. And then Shadows for Science and the Force of Hell. Uh, this is our currently our only story on Threnody, but it it's really important that you read it because it a gives us a look at a different kind of cognitive shadow with the shades, and it also lays a foundation for what's going to be happening with Threnody in the future, because Threnody is a crazy system. <laughs> There's all kinds of wild stuff going on there. It's spooky as hell. Yes. It's, it's, it, yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebie. And the reason, though, that I say not to read the essay after this for the Threnodite system is because there are um, references to Odium in it, and, and it like blatantly spoils like what Odium is doing if you haven't already read the Stormlight Archive. So I like to keep that essay till after reading, you know, uh, The Way of Kings, at least The Way of Kings, but ideally after Oathbringer. Then, of course, you go from there into Way of Kings, Words of Radiance, Edge Dancer. Even though this is out of publishing order, we're keeping these books together for ease of narrative momentum and, and familiarity with the characters and things like that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's super important to read Mistborn, Elantris, Warbreaker, White Sand before reading Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. If you want to get every Cosmere crossover, if you want to get <laughs> all these Easter eggs, you're going to want to read those first. Especially Warbreaker. Especially Warbreaker. Um, which Brandon wrote before, or published before the Way of Kings. He wrote it after writing Way of Kings Prime, but before writing the Way of Kings as we know it, which is a very different book from Way of Kings Prime. And he wrote it as a prequel and a background story for a character from Way of Kings Prime. So it, of all the Cosmere you know, crossovers, Warbreaker before Stormlight is the most important. But then after Edge Dancer, I recommend Sixth of the Dusk. And even yeah, though okay. this is breaking up... Uh, the narrative, um, kind of the narrative momentum that I was kind of harping on a second ago. I think it's important to read it here because there are multiple crossovers from Six of the Dusk in Oathbringer, but they're also very, very subtle. And if Six of the Dusk isn't fresh in your mind, you could easily miss them. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. Six so, of the Dusk in Oathbringer. And so this is where the spoilers will come in hardcore here. Um, so, Marais has yeah. an AVR. Yeah. And so oh, that's yeah, the, yeah. Sorry. the more, like, Easter egg-y thing. And if you haven't read Six of the Dusk, you, you know, you, that would just fly over your head. Yeah, You're I like, oh, he's got a chicken on his shoulder, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> Good point. Um, but, and that's more of an Easter egg. The other crossover is much oh. more important for the Cosmere storyline as a whole, and that is in the part two epigraphs with the letters between uh, the responses, I should say, from these shards back to Hoyd. 
And the second one is from an avatar of autonomy. It is from Pat G. The, uh, so without getting into like the deep lore here, um, the pool on, uh, Pat G's eye, the, that pool yeah. is, is a perpendicularity. It is a shard pool of autonomy. It is autonomy's investiture there. And the letter in Oathbringer is from that avatar. And it talks about, you know, these waves. And it talks about, like, the traps that it's laid in case Hoyd wants to go there. And you can put these pieces together and realize, like, what it's referring to. But it's very, very subtle. And if you haven't just read Sixth of the Dusk, it would be extremely easy to miss that. This is where I get a question. Because you said that was uh, the, the, the liquid on Pat G is the shard pool of autonomy, but I thought it had been expressly confirmed by Brandon Sanderson that there is no shard on that Six is correct the, or in Six of the Dusk or on that planet, um, the Dramanad mm-hmm. system, or at least in on that planet. So how can there be a shard pool there, at least with the, with the, a perpendicularity, without because I, it's I, so okay. So I guess we are going to get into some of the crazy we, lore yeah, here. Yeah, but like let's so. Adenalsium created the Cosmere. Yes. And Adenalsium's investiture was all over the place. Splinters of Adenalsium. Mm-hmm. And they were perpendicularities. Adenalsium's investiture. Yes. This shard pool was one of them. When Adenalsium was shattered, at that moment, all investiture across the Cosmere was assigned to a shard. Oh, okay. Good. And this shard pool, this perpendicularity, this amount of investiture yeah. was assigned okay, to Okay, so that autonomy. predated the shattering of Adenalsia. Yes. Okay, well now it makes sense. Um, but yeah, so, but that's like, that's a pretty major, you know, uh, aspect of Cosmere world building that we have there. And on top of that, there's the attitude of this avatar of autonomy in the letter toward Hoyd and mm-hmm. toward Odium, where this avatar expresses admiration and support for Odium. And says, no, I'm not going to help you. Odium is doing what he's doing for good reasons. I admire him for doing this. And that's like that's something readers really need to keep in their back pocket. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, sorry, and then if... Uh, remind me, which shard that is again? Autonomy. That's autonomy? Okay, so... Okay, so... Alright, right, so yeah. of autonomy, got you. And now, of course, you you get you read Oathbringer, you get all these crossovers that come through in Oathbringer from previous books. Then you read those remaining essays, you get Threnody, the Drummondad system, and Roshar. Yeah. That will again answer any lingering questions, but also, especially with the Threnodite system, bring in more information about uh, ambition and Odium's clash there. And then we go to Mistborn Era two, and I have this after Stormlight because both White Sand and Stormlight provide a lot of context for the Cosmere events going on in Mistborn Era 2. Yeah. Um, I recommend reading Alamancer Jack at least after uh, Alloy of Law, because it, it would just help to have the cultural context of what is the world like now, 300 years later. Um, it would be very jarring going from Hero of Ages to Alamancer Jack. You need that like cultural context. Um, but... The and, the and then of course secret history, I 
and Brandon also uh, recommends reading it after Bands of Morning because if you read it before Bands of Morning, it'll kind of spoil. Uh, yeah, it'll prime you for something that you're not. It's it's a surprise that'll be ruined. Yeah, no. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and and going back to White Sand and how I said there was a very tiny crossover from White Sand into Mistborn Era One, and that is Trell. Um, but Trell's mentioned like once, like literally mentioned once or and twice. And the religion of Trellism or Trellagism, uh, whichever one. Trellagism. Yeah. Trellagism. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Trellism in Miss Barnera 2 is a much bigger deal, and Trell as an entity is a much bigger deal in Miss Barnera 2. And, uh, and all signs point right now, at least, to Trell being another avatar of autonomy. So reading Six of the Dusk before that, and reading Oathbringer before that, knowing now about the fact that Autonomy has these avatars on worlds that Autonomy isn't necessarily at. Whether Autonomy is still on Taldane or if Autonomy herself is actively invading Skadriel, we don't know. But this could, and indeed seems to be, just another avatar of Autonomy where she's trying to invade um, uh, Skadriel in Mistborn Era 2. And that's why I recommend reading White Sand and Stormlight and Six of the Dusk before Era 2. Because then you can put those puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, of course, Secret History I mentioned. And The Traveler Last. Because if you have as many pieces of the Cosmere puzzle as possible before reading that, it carries so much more weight. If you just read The Traveler, you'd be like, oh... Hmm, that's interesting. It's Hoyd talking to some dude. I don't know where he is. I don't know what's going on. But it's Hoyd, so that's cool. Or you read it at the end, and you can start realizing, like, oh my gosh, he's talking about Ati and Laris. He's talking about Adenalsium. Wait a second. This is on Yolin. This is on the original world. Like, this is the place. Wait a second. This guy he's talking to? This is Frost. This is the guy who wrote the letter in... Stormlight Archive. Like, there's so much going on in The Traveler that would just completely go over your head if, uh, you know, if you haven't read the rest of the Cosmere, at least to date. And and we're recording this uh, on November 7th, 2019. So, you know, I'm sure my reading order recommendation will change in the future as more of the Cosmere is published, but I'm not sure how much it will. And that's the thing about publishing order is publishing order never changes. Right. But but that's my the end of my kind of spoiler okay. uh pitch for why you should reread these books in the order that I recommend. Uh if you if you have listened this far and and you've listened through all these spoilers. Um because it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people have read through everything but didn't pick up on everything because you know some people maybe you you read the stormlight archive first which a lot of people come to the cosmere through that because it's and i don't understand that is such a steep learning curve in that series oh yeah it's way of kings is so inaccessible for a new reader like there it's you have four time shifts in the first four chapters or words. Well, you don't even like you don't even have a point of view <laughs> from your main character until chapter four yeah 
or until the there's a lot going on chapter so to speak like you have the prelude you have the prologue then you have chapter one from sen's point of view this kid who dies immediately and then you have kaladin in, in chapter two like like i don't know it's a, it's a crazy thing to start with that yeah book. And especially starting with um, something on the quality and size of stormlight could you imagine continuing afterwards it's only down from there i'm sorry but mm -hmm. the stormlight archive is it's something that you want to finish with it's not something that you want to 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 dabble your toes in for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about finish with it, but like it, it is, it is something you want to read after you read Brandon's right. intro level yeah. stuff. It is well, not an intro said. level. Yeah, no, I I understood what you meant though. Um, but it's it's just such a richer reading experience. Whether you read Publishing Order or you read you know my recommended reading order. Uh, it's it's just a much richer experience. It's more enjoyable. You're gonna get more surprises. Your jaw's gonna drop. Like it, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun when you read it in a more ideal way than just like picking it up randomly. So yeah, I can see that. I don't know, like, my, my, again, I, I, as I've said before in this episode, as I will continue to say, nothing wrong with publishing order. I can and absolutely will allow room for swapping the first two as I did, as first Drew did, uh, with Mistborn Era 1 and Elantris. You know, if, it mm -hmm. depends on who mm -hmm. you're recommending it to. If this is a, somebody who's an experienced reader who can understand that sometimes books are slow and there's more to be given, more to be read out of, uh, more to be gleaned. Uh, an experience that of a character journey, like something you find in Elantris. But if it's somebody who really is is not really a heavy reader themselves, and somebody who you think will need a little more of a hook, something with more action and excitement, the kind of reader I was when I was 17 and I found him for the first time, Mistborn Era 1 is a perfectly acceptable replacement for the first, for your introduction to Brandon Sanderson. And from there, of course, reading order, or publishing order, I should say. I still, myself, would always recommend publishing order. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, and even though this is a, a short bonus episode, I would like us to do a little little bit of a final draft here. What do you think? Sure, sure, yeah, okay. So what are you drinking right now? Yeah, I'll start us off since I have the uh, the boring choice, if you will. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of warning before you started this podcast. I, I, I shouldn't say I had no warning. I should say I totally forgot about this podcast today. So I went upstairs to go look <laughs> at what we had available, just lying around the house. Um, I found some Bacardi Gold. So I've been drinking, sipping on some rum, mm. and as far as the mixer goes, orange juice. Ooh. So that's what I've been sipping on for little, uh, uh, this episode here. Rum and OJ. Is there a traditional name for that? I don't drink? know because the screwdriver is clearly a vodka drink. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, a breezer, maybe. Rum and juice. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of I kind of want to look this up now. Uh, rum and OJ. Uh. A rum driver? Rum driver? Okay, it's clearly a play on screwdriver. Rum sunset, looks like. Is another I option. just know the closest drink that I can think of to it that already comes pre-mixed is a Bacardi Breezer, which is just Bacardi rum and a bunch of juice. I think it's carbonated, okay. too. But yeah, that's what I've been drinking yeah, yeah, for this episode. Google says... Good stuff. Google says there, there are two names, either the rum sunset or the rum driver. Hmm. Pick so. your poison, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, rum driver makes sense. Screwdrivers, vodka, yep, rum yep, driver. Yeah, you can infer yeah. what it probably is with yeah. that name, yeah, for sure. What are you drinking, man? So, I am drinking uh, a doubly thematically appropriate beer. Doubly thematic, okay, got you. Today is November 7th, and November 7th is International Stout Day. <laughs> oh, really? I was not aware of this. Yeah. And so, I am drinking a Prairie Artisan Ales from okay. Oklahoma. Imperial Stout with hazelnut roasted coffee. It is very rich. <laughs> uh, tons of coffee going on here. Uh, just, just really sweet. Very delicious, though. I'm, I'm a your, big, big fan of this beer. What's your ABV on that bad boy? What is eleven percent? Oh, just eleven percent. Yeah, uh, nothing compared to um, the void. At seventeen point five percent, or the beast that I brought on back for the Blade of Tai Shell episode, yeah. which I think was like sixteen point eight or something. Sixteen something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is thematically appropriate for me because we talked about you know at the top of the episode how often this question arises in the forums and online and you know Twitter, Reddit, whatever. What order should I read the Cosmere in? Yeah, and I have my own recommended reading order and it's it's kind of proliferated a little bit i've i've seen people yes i have i was gonna say so uh there there was a screenshot that i took of it somebody asked me like you know can i can i get this and so i just took a screenshot of my note app uh list of it and that particular screenshot has kind of made the rounds and and it's it's out there um and so the beer i'm drinking is called Screenshot. Oh, it's... Of course it is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So... That's a bit of an inside joke. I like the extra layer. Yeah, yeah. It, it was... I wasn't even sure if I was gonna do a... Uh, you know, a thematically appropriate beer for this episode, since it is a, a Patreon episode, you know, a shorter one. Yeah. But... You know, it was International Stout Day. I was going through my fridge. I was like, do I have anything that could work here? And I actually just got this beer yesterday. Uh, I had a, a shipment come in. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, of course. That's perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this has been uh, a Patreon exclusive short episode of Inking Out Loud. Next up, we, you know, we're going to try to do another Patreon exclusive short episode for this month, uh, which will be on a flash fiction piece by Aiden Mower called uh, Grandmother Kills River Drake After It Ate Her Goat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. So, you know, if, you, if you're enjoying our Patreon content, keep checking us out and, and that'll be a fun one. Um it's certainly interesting, <laughs> but as a, you know, as Patreon listeners, we really, really appreciate your support. You guys help make this podcast happen. You help us pay for our website hosting and, and our sound editing and art work and, and all that. This is uh, something we want to keep doing for a long time and your financial support helps us do that because, you know, we're not we're not trying to quit our day jobs here. We're just doing this for the love of reading and the love of critiquing and discussing science fiction and fantasy. So, amen. 
As always, I'm your host, Drew McCaffrey. With me is my co-host, Rob Santos. Yep. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Till next time, everyone. <laughs>